South Africa! Acknowledge me. Teresa Kanzi. Teresa Kanzi. The views expressed on this podcast do not It's time to engage in the airstrike. The Teresa Kanzi airstrike. Welcome to the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike podcasting from Cape Town, South Africa, the most beautiful city in the country, the Ivula Land on the Ivula and the city in Mike M. Tanin. And straight into episode 92, we are playing on Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. How was the long weekend? Yazi. As unemployed people, we didn't even know, Uguba, it's going to be a long weekend. I only found out on Wednesday last week. Uguba, damn, a long weekend. And I was like, okay, must be nice. Anyway. I'm going to talk about how Hollywood portrays Mexicans. Are we unfair towards overweight people? That's the question I am posing to you. I've got a parody song by Notorious Windy. A Bacardi banger comes your way too. And then lastly, Alpito Musimone about the premiere of the Western Cape. But first, before Sizenze Zonke Ezozindo, I get into your elders were dirty. This week, we are listening to this. Manyalas. Turn your lights down low. And pull your window curtains. Sounds lovely. Mali, turn your lights down low, released in 1977. This 
is the dirty song your elders used to listen to. Oh, it is a lovely song, Kotwa Inamanyala. I was just getting into the groove listening to Bob Marley's beautiful voice, Kotwa Ke, Kamanyala. I had no idea that Bob Marley had a song that had the Manyalas in it. Don't worry about a thing because every little thing is going to be alright. I thought he was like one of those very clean, legendary artists. There were no Manyalas in his songs. Can't you know? Mm-mm. Back in 1977, let's get into the lyrics. Verse 1. Turn your lights down low and pull your window curtains. Oh, let Jah moon come shining in, into our life again. Saying, ooh, it's been a long, long time. I got this message for you, girl, but it seems I was never on time. Still, I want to get through to you, girl, on time, on time, word. Verse 2. Turn your lights down low. Never ever. Try to resist. Oh no. Let my love come tumbling in. Into our lives again. And ooh, I love you. I love you. And I want you to know right now. Ooh, I love you. And I want you to know right now. Because I, that I. Chorus. I want to give you some love. Oh yeah, I want to give you some good, good loving. Oh I, oh I, oh I. I want to give you some good, good loving. The song sounds innocent. Kodwa, the song is about the Manyalas. I have evidence. And the source them nanti tetengento ending ana evidence ngayo. Masie pagu verse 1, kaya sit u Bob Marley, turn your light down low and pull your window curtains. Oh, let Jamun come shining in into our life again. What picture is he painting to you and I? What is he telling you and I? Is him and his partner about to do something? Epsuk. Yes, of course. What is the activity they are going to do Epsuku? It is the see the sexual intercourse, the manyalas. And the understanding back in the days, it seems as if the only time for sex was Epsuku. They never had time for sex during the day. It's so weird. Not even a quick inyana here and there. No, 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 no. Any sexual activity happened Epsuku. In 1977, Bob Marley is telling his partner to turn her lights down low and pull her window curtains. Ufuna avule i curtains. Ukuze kungene i moonlight. Why does he want her to do that? Ufuna i romantic setting. Ufuna jazz moon to come shining into their life again. Now, once again, I don't like this thing of artists. Bringing their gods into the manyalas they do. Ucha, ucheli pa, in the heavens of Rastafaria. 
minding his own fucking business. And the last thing Ucha wants to do is to watch his children on planet Earth engage in the tea, the sexual intercourse, the manyalas. Ja doesn't want that. Yes, Ja has given you the moonlight so you can do your sexual activities. Kota, do not involve Ucha. Kuyo yonke, lom fichi fichi. Let's go to verse 2. Turn your lights down low. Never ever try to resist. Oh no. Let my love come tumbling in into our lives again. So, upop mali umkabelek tala umduwake. And utikuye. He wants, he wants his love to tumble in to this woman's life again. And what does he mean by that? Oh, his love is the 4-5 entering the kumem, the kukicha, and doing the tea, the sexual intercourse, the manyalas. And he wants this to happen again. It's been a long, long time since he smashed umduwak. This has got nothing to do with giving umduwak a kiss and a hug. And telling umtanda kanganina. No. He wants to get in between the thighs to express the love he has for umtuwake. And he wants that to happen. And le love yake will come tumbling in. And when it tumbles in, he means in the form of ispilion. La rush of Ispilion oozing out of his urethra and straight into the vaginal canal. I know these things. I research. I read. So don't be surprised. urethra vaginal canals. I know these things. Please. Oh, I love you. And I want you to know right now. In between those strokes. That's what he means. I love you and I want you to know right now. This thing has got me thinking about the kind of sex Rastafarians have. Do you think Rastafarians have the kind of sex that you have? Hmm? Do you think Rastafarians do the same sexual positions as you do? Like a missionary. Now I just have this feeling that Amarasta have got their own sexual positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like Indians. Indians have got this thing here, Kama Sutra. Have you read the Kama Sutra? Have you seen the illustrations? Hey, Jonga is a positions. Hey, what, what is Rajesh and Priyanka trying to do here? And doesn't Hey, ngati, he graffiti, but it's a sexual position. I have the same feeling that Amarasta have got their own secret sexual positions. They do not have sex like you. It's all secretive. And another thing, is, do their long dreadlocks ever get entangled during the deed? Yeah. Both male and female have long dreadlocks. 
And uh, I, I and as nobody they untie them for the see the sexual intercourse, the manyalas. I think they do. And then go maybe, maybe, just maybe, and yes, and yes, and yes. I'm just speculating over here. When the male and female Rastafarian is having the see the sexual intercourse, the manyalas, they let their hair loose and they want each and every component of their body to connect with their partner's body, including those long ass dreadlocks. Rastafarians are organic like that. Okay, let me stop talking bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm a Rasta. Do not have the Indwalas. No. What's Indwala in English? I don't know. Let's just call them hair parasites. Yeah. Anyway, that was just a thought. Yoguba, chances are Rastafarians don't have the kind of sex that you do and also the things you say during sex i don't think rastafarians say the same thing mm-hmm. i just think that maybe Haley salas's name gets mentioned during the say, the sexual intercourse the manyalas and yes huh it can't be the words and the screams you hear in porn no 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 you know what? This is actually giving me an idea to check out Rastafarian porn. I'll do so. Next week, Ugubayinjan. Anyway, let me close off. Your elders were dirty. Bob Marley, Turn Your Lights Down Low, released in 1977, was a beautifully crafted, dirty song that was all about the Manyalas. Talking lots of nonsense. Vladimir Putin lands in Cape Town. He's gonna get his hand cuffed by lip piggies. Your government players. Limbs on the ground is what you're gonna get. Dead right. Is your head right? Windy, are you crazy? We don't want a war with the deadly Russians. We want the vodka. 1818 It's the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike dropping music missiles from Notorious Windy. It's titled Get Us Killed. I promise you, I feel like Western Cape Premier Ellen Windy is trying to get all of us killed in August. How dare he say he's going to arrest Vladimir Putin in August? Please, we're not trying to die. We are very young. The Tulisa Kanzi airstrike. Hey, I stopped for a moment to think about how Hollywood portrays Mexicans in movies and series. And I thought to myself, I would be pissed off if I was a Mexican. 
The same way as a black person in South Africa, our land, I get pissed off by the advertising industry always portraying us black people as people who can't chill on a hammock. And what we always do is dance. If there's a funeral, we dance. If there's umtimbi, we dance. If there's a wedding, we dance. Gelo Klasha, sometimes we are just chilling like we are on a hammock. I hate that. Anyway, let me go back to Mexicans. These guys are always portrayed as illegal immigrants who jumped the border and entered the USA to become killers, drug dealers or smugglers, and members of drug cartels all the time. Week in and week out, when I consume Hollywood content, this is how they always portray Mexicans. And a Mexican has got absolutely all the right to be pissed off by this. Hollywood obliterates the reputation of Mexicans who entered the USA to seek a better life through hard work, especially in labor. I also like to watch channels such as HGTV and other content that have to do with property there in America. And you'll always come across Mexicans who are working very, very hard and make an honest living in the property construction sector. I get a sense that if I was those guys living in America, I would just be extremely annoyed by Hollywood always portraying me as some kind of a member of a drug cartel. And I'm just always baying for blood. Remember these laborers, they come back home and they see their kids just chilling in the house watching TV. And they don't know the type of content their kids have been consuming while they are away. Chances are their children do come across content where Mexicans are always portrayed in a very negative way. And you can't help but imagine how they feel as Mexicans who make an honest living in America. Because a negative picture of Mexico is always painted by Hollywood. And many people would assume that the country is a drug cartel republic and it has got a lot of killers. This is so unfair on Mexicans. There's another side of Mexico that is beautiful, wonderful, and safe. But you never see it in these Hollywood-inspired movies and series. Imagine how bad this is for tourism in Mexico. Take for a moment and think about South Africans. South Africans who can afford to travel globally. Do they ever mention Mexico? They don't. Like, who the hell will go to Mexico? There's drug cartels there and killers, assassins. I don't want to put my life in danger. I would rather go to, to Bali, Thailand, the UK, Mozambique, etc. But not Mexico. Most South Africans don't even think about Mexico when they are thinking of traveling abroad for a holiday, a vacation, vacation. They don't. And one of the top reasons for this is the psychological 
warfare, Hollywood has been fighting with the Mexican Republic. This thing of watching movies and series and certain peoples of a nation being portrayed in a negative way, yeah, at face value, you're going to think, man, this is, this is uh, innocent. It's part of just creating a storyline. Psychologically, at the back of your mind, you start formulating these very negative stereotypes about a nation and its people. And later on, when you're thinking of traveling, you are like, Mm-mm, I am not going to go to Mexico. Go by there in Mexico, when they got A, B, and C, because of these Hollywood movies and series I have been consuming all these years. I am not denying Uguba Mexico has a huge drug problem. I'm not. We in SA also do have a drug problem. We do have drug kingpins and there are little cartels. In the Western Cape, we have got like international syndicates doing as they please in Seapoint, Greenpoint and Platakluf. <laughs> yeah, Platakluf again. <laughs> and our Premier Ellen Windy here wants to arrest Vladimir Putin. The international crime syndicates doing as they please in the northern suburbs and southern suburbs. It's bad here in Cape Town, Western Cape. But anyway, to close things off, it's about time Hollywood stops with its negative narrative about Mexico and Mexicans. The Tulisa County airstrike. Here's a question for you. Are we unfair towards overweight people? I remember a time I didn't want to get into the backseat of a taxi because there were three overweight people seated. And they were very happy to see me, Shem. The comba and the sauce. No ways. So I got off. And Dama on the queue. Only to find out I wasn't the only slender person who declined to sit at the back. There was now two of us standing on the line because of this. Another slender person came through and she too declined to sit at the back seat. So now you can imagine how people are in a taxi. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to be uncomfortable throughout the journey. Even though it's going to take like 15 minutes. 15 minutes is way too long. If you're a slender person and you are squashed between three overweight people. Anyway, this whole thing got me thinking. Are overweight people selfish for being overweight? Or has society been discriminating against overweight people? The Lord juxtaposition Nangoku. And I don't want to be there alone. I want you two to be in this position that I am in. Hence, I am posing this question to you. Are we unfair towards overweight people? Do manufacturers take overweight people into consideration when creating vehicles, for example, furniture, and 
constructing public spaces. You look at a taxi, a quantum, for example. Not only that, you go to the airport and you look at the seats over there. The other public space is the toilet. You look at the size of the toilet seat bowl. And then move away from that. Go into your own home. Look at the sofas. If it's not the sofas, then look at the dining chairs in the dining room. When you look at those things, do you think that the manufacturers took overweight people into consideration when creating these things? And let's look at the health side of things regarding overweight people. How was the decision to label people overweight come about? What was it based on? When these booze are questions, so the comba, man booze now. And I don't know, man. I really don't know. We look at our biology as humans, right? Whom must now set the benchmark? Yogba, what is the correct BMI for humans? What if we slender people and middle-sized people are actually unhealthy? Oganya, what if health is a state of mind and it's not something physical? Like I'm, I, I'm just throwing these ideas out there. When you look at things, it does want to make one person ask themselves, Uguba, have we been unfair to certain people? Some people are what medics call chronically overweight or genetically overweight. Like they can't do anything about that. Even if they would follow the right diet, they will still end up being overweight. And guess, speaking of a diet, you look at how expensive healthy food is compared to how cheap junk food is. That's another huge problem. Why have we created a world where eating healthy is very expensive and a lot of people can't eat healthy? And on top of that, some people do not even have the means to have their own garden and grow their own vegetables. Kubagaloku, the homes they live in, do not have a sufficient yard. That's the world we currently live in. Why can't changes be made for a middle ground to be there where you can afford to eat healthy as a person? Mshambisham, Abanya Abantu who are deemed to be overweight, they want to eat right and healthy, but they can't afford to do so, especially in this country. And then Gengoku to make matters worse, Umtu gains a lot of weight, but the world they live in is not accommodative to their body size. They get into the taxi. The seat is not enough. 
for them to sit comfortably. Or if they're sitting comfortably, chances are they're going to infringe on another person's space. This happened to me a while back. I was seated next to a very huge person. And their body overlapped to my seat. Now, because I'm a slender person, I was sitting very uncomfortably. I did nothing about that because I didn't want to make that other person feel otherwise. So in Veskenda, you know what, let me just listen to my music and mind my own business, even though I feel like my space is being infringed. You also have to think about people whom take flights. The worst thing for an air traveler to experience is sitting next to a person who's overweight. Nah, that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is the person whom we, society, and the medical field deem as overweight is seated on a seat that is not accommodative to their body size. Therefore, they have to squeeze themselves for the next flipping two and a half hours in the air. This is a very, very tough conversation to have. Maybe, I don't know, the next generation or two or three might change things and create furniture, public spaces that are much more accommodative to overweight people. Are you about to host a party at a club, chisanyama, or restaurant, and you want to DJ with mad skills? Well, book Tulisa Kanzi for a lit DJ performance and hear something like this. tulisa.kanzi at gmail.com and let's get the party started. Akadi! Banga! Let's go, 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 let's go
Song is perfect for the Bacardi bum shake. T-Man Bacardi and Mufiga Force Mukokoto. It is our Bacardi banger of the week. What a music missile! All hail for the Lord Commander of Complaints. No, the North Africans they are always bullying everybody. Always, they bully referees. They bully everybody. They don't want to lose. They are gonna lose tonight. We beat them fair and square. Do we want to justify how many times Kerchis win with the with the referee's mistake? The Baroka players disrespected Madisha, which was not good. And most especially is the players who are on the bench who are sitting there They're disrespecting somebody who's playing whilst they are sitting in the cold there in the stands. So what are you being so emoting about? It has to be Western Cape Premier Ellen Windy. On the 27th of April, he put out a media release titled If Putin comes to the Western Cape, leap officers will be instructed to arrest him. Hold on, hold on. How about you arrest Putin yourself? And of course, you would have to do this after drinking a bottle of Russian beer and Sminov 1818 in order to have courage. After doing so, you go ahead and arrest Vladimir Putin. Chances are, you wouldn't even make it 
past his photographer. I don't want Ellen Windy to send people's daughters, sons, husbands, wives, aunts and uncles who work in the law enforcement advancement plan to do his dirty job. No, Ellen Windy must do it himself. And he has a better idea. How about he, Ellen Windy, send his own children to arrest Vladimir Putin in August? And I, like many South Africans, wish the Russian president doesn't land in Vatakluf, but he rather lands here in the Western Cape so that Ellen Windy tries to arrest him. The man is 58 years of age. He's at the stage where he wouldn't mind departing this world because he has lived a long life. That's why he's talking crazy. And speaking of talking crazy, the silence from DA top leaders such as John Steinhazen and Helen Zill together with the DA party their silence is extremely loud. It is distorting. It tells me that they know Ellen Windy as a person who talks a lot of crazy behind the scenes. That's why they ignored him. Whom in their right mind would try to arrest Russian President Vladimir Putin? There's a reason why the Americans and the guys in the UK are busy filibustering here around Russia and China. Russia is one of the most powerful nations in this world. Putin's government is one of the most powerful governments in this world. You need to tread carefully if you are planning on doing something to Putin or his government. Ellen Windy up talking crazy and he's trying to get us all killed. I feel like I'm speaking on behalf of all South Africans whom say, listen, Ellen Windy, we don't want war with the Russians. We just want the vodka. And another thing is I agree with those South Africans who said, hold on, dear Premier. You can't now want to try to arrest a whole president of the Russian Federation while you can't deal with the gangsters in the Western Cape. Yo, me being a person who lives in the Western Cape, I will tell you right now, gangsters and members of the underworld are just running things in this province. For a whole year, Government housing projects were on a standstill. Guess why? It's because of extortion. A whole government housing project was at a standstill in the Western Cape. Goa, these gangsters and their underworld bosses have been demanding protection fees. You, you go to Valhalla Park or Apaikukuletu. Housing projects are just going nowhere. Because of these protection fees. This is happening in a province premiered by Mr. Ellen Windy. Utakwezi gangsters ne bosses the underworld. Ufuna uyobamba u Vladimir Putin. This man talks a lot of crazy. 
And the most dangerous thing about him talking crazy is that he's putting the lives of other people at risk by instructing them to go ahead and try to arrest Vladimir Putin if he lands in the Western Cape. I think let's end off episode 92 on that note. I'm back again next week for episode 93. Remember, whatever you do, never ever lose the child in you. And also don't talk crazy. Adios, amigos, and bonita damas. Paradise. They are very what you sow. Welcome to your paradise. The Tutu Lisa Kan 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 Strike.